This is episode 59 of Extraordinary Women Radio. Welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio. I am your host, Cami Gilmer. Women are being called to lead with voice, vitality, and vigor. Each week, join me for wisdom-filled interviews with extraordinary women living out loud and making a difference in our world. Their stories will uplift, inspire, and spark your own purpose-driven journey. Hello, my extraordinary women friends. Happy summer solstice. What a perfect time to pause, to listen to your inner wisdom, and to invite in the energies that you are wanting to attract into your life and your business. It's a perfect time of the year to to reflect on which moments of this year have lit you up the most, made your heart skip and dance. How might you invite more of that in? It's a perfect time of year to contemplate the aha moments that you've had over the past six months, the lessons you've learned, the dots you've connected, and consider how you might apply them in creating your what's next. This afternoon, I have just been putting the final touches on my June Soulful Inspired Mastermind training that I'll be leading tomorrow with my tribe of peeps. The past two months, we've been a bit more heavily focused on more strategic processes of being an entrepreneur, of covering how you soulfully approach marketing and sales. But this month, I wanted to slow down and do a mid-year touch point to the heart. One of the questions we're going to be exploring tomorrow is, what are you wanting to experience and energetically feel in your business? Because here's the deal. We get to choose. We really do. If we first find clarity in defining how we want to energetically feel in our business, we are able to invite in more of those energies and we get to make choices every day that give us those experiences that we desire. I stop every morning in my planner and I use a Daniel Laporte planner and I ask myself, how do I want to feel today? What experiences do I want to invite more of? And this is such a beautiful thing to do at this mid-year point. It's a beautiful thing to do on the summer solstice. But it first starts with the clarity around what is it that we want? So I invite you to journal on this question this week in the extra long days of summer that we have. I invite you to create some ritual space. Get out in nature. Get out some sage. Get out some special stones or or crystals or whatever it is that lets you really tune into your inner wisdom and tune into what is in your heart and your soul and and all that you're seeking in your business and your life. So here's the question again. What are you wanting to experience and energetically feel in your business? This is where the magic is born. It's where you define how you want to resonate. It's where clarity finds you. It's where the big ideas drop in that have been eluding you just beneath the surface because you've been too busy. You've been going hard and you've been getting things done. So take this opportunity this week and just breathe in some summer air and ask your heart what it wants and needs and enjoy the added power that the, the universe brings as you align to the seasonal welcomings of summer. And today's Extraordinary Women Radio guest, Michelle Voss, is a perfect accompaniment to this soulful way of thinking. In fact, I've already encouraged my clients to be watching out for this one because what Michelle teaches is so aligned to what I teach in my own programs. And Michelle and I have known this for some time. We love to get together over a cup and jam on our passion for doing business in a different way, a way that's in the flow and not in the hustle. Michelle Voss believes that you do not need to break down in order to have a breakthrough, but instead she chooses ease, grace, flow versus struggle. She acknowledges that growing your business takes effort and focus, but it can be way easier if you show up differently. It's all about being energetically aligned with what you want. When you devote time and energy to what matters most to you, the universe aligns to meet you. As I look at all Michelle stands for, I catch myself saying, yes, yes, yes. And today she shares some of her most brilliant teachings on how you can manifest more in your life. I am thrilled to introduce you to Michelle and all her wonderful wisdom. Let's meet Michelle Voss. 
Well, welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. I'm so excited to have you with me. So you and I are so aligned in our philosophies and business and life. It's always been fun every time we get an opportunity to sit down and chat and connect on these. And I always leave our conversations feeling jazzed and believing that we can change the world with all these approaches we take to cre- that we create in our lives and all that we're putting out into the world. So it's always so much fun. Thank you. I the same, right? Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk, it's just like, yeah, there's such a synergy of, of what we do. And I think it's so important that there's, you know, many of us uh, people out there really focusing on the topics that we focus on because it takes a village. Absolutely. And it's, and it's, I think that energy of what's happening all around us right now is so exciting. It's, it's fun to be a part of and it's, it's, it does take a village. And I think that the more we're connecting together in these sorts of ways, the more powerful that, that energy raises up, right? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to dig into some of these, these topics in just a bit, but I really want to start with your personal stories that have brought you to the place that you are in your life. It's, I have followed you for a long time and I, I just love what you're putting into the world. I love what your brand stands for. I love your story. So let's just start with a defining time or situation that, that has really shaped your life, something that changed the path you were on, the journey you were on. What was it and how has it changed things for you? Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. It, um, <laughs> So there is a very, very defining moment. I will say, you know, the, the sort of the theme of the story that I'm going to share with you guys is one that I've been, been connected with. I am kind of a person who not kind of am, let me shy away from that. Um, I am a person who has always followed the energy, right? I've just sort of followed that sort of next best step sort of philosophy. And yet there was a very specific time. In fact, it was October of 2008. Okay. And I don't know if y'all remember. I remember. That's a year that so many of us, <laughs> right? so many of us transitioned that year. That was a year. Oh my God. Yeah. I got laid off that my father yeah. passed away. So it was, that was a transitional year. I think that called yeah. so many of us out of different roles into something new, right? Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was, uh, in my first main career was interior designer. I've had my own business for quite a while and, uh, things were cooking along, you know, 2008, uh, I was doing pretty, pretty good. And it, things started to, to fall apart, right? As we all have, can remember when we can really think back to that time and clients were calling saying, stop the project. You know, I don't know if Bill's going to have a job next week. And it was, there's a lot of fear, right? Mm-hmm. And I just remember at one point sitting in my kitchen going, okay, like, I don't know how to do anything else. You know, it's like, I, I, I have now unqualified myself for a, a job, you know, to get hired by somebody else. I've, I've been an entrepreneur. I knew that I couldn't go back and I was, I was freaking out. And, uh, you know, I f- truly freaked out for like a week straight. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, wait a minute. I have tools in my toolbox. Totally forgot about those, right? Like we kind of get caught we up. Forget, we're like, we definitely oh, forget yeah. that. Yeah, I might know how to pull myself out of this. Okay, let's sit down and do this. So I sat down and I started to connect with Source. And, you know, just for your audience, I don't prescribe to any particular one religion or whatever. I just believe that we are all connected and that there's, there's, there's powers beyond the physical form. And I tap into those really well. Yeah. And so I sat down and on the top of my journal, I wrote, what am I supposed to be doing? And a literally powerful question. Yeah, exactly. And with no attachment, right? Like just truly, <laughs> I was like, if you tell me, you know, to go work on a farm with goats, I'll be like, okay, you know, just whatever, right? <laughs> but you were really open to whatever Very. was going to come back to you. Absolutely. No attachment whatsoever. Truly surrendered to, to not knowing and just, and being in a state of receiving. And three pages came out and they weren't just like, yeah, you should maybe go blah, blah, blah. It was very specific. And what was very specific about it, it was basically hold an event it was uh, the details of the event, um, how, how many speakers to have, all of these things. 
right? Oh, wow. Let me, let me preface for the audience and yourself. So in October of 2008, I had never up until that point spoken public. I had never hosted an event or held an event, not even um, my own wedding. (laughs) I mean, truly, I knew nothing about this what was being asked of me. I would, I would feel more successful with goats. You know what I mean? Like just, it was very, um, very specific and very much out of my comfort zone. And I, I went, did you know what the event was supposed to be about? Yeah. Yeah. So what it was, and it was called time to thrive that came through at the time as well. And basically the message was you're suffering, you're, you're a solopreneur and you're suffering, you're suffering alone. And there's so many people like you who are all suffering alone. It's time to come together. And, wow. and think about this in 2008, you know, social media wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. That you was know? the year that I joined LinkedIn and I had six connections on LinkedIn Yeah, yeah. and I wasn't on Facebook yet. Exactly. I wasn't on Facebook either. I had no connections. Um, I didn't know any speakers because I wasn't a speaker yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't know any of the things that were asked, being asked of me to do. And so this came to you in the writing after you yep. asked that question. Yep. All of it. Yep. Wow. And so the next then question was, so how am I supposed to do this? Yes. And I, I made a list. It was like, okay. Well, you need a website in order to, you know, a basic website in order to enroll people and get people in. You need to contact. I mean, I just literally made a list and, and just truly one step at a time, one line at a time, one list item at a time. I just kept going. Now I'm also going to preface, I pretty much had lost my job because remember all of my clientele were panicking and pulled the plug on projects that I was doing. And so I had a little bit more time. It wasn't like I had a full-time job and then doing this. But but the universe was clearly guiding you. Yes. We're pulling this rug out from underneath oh, of you because absolutely. you're supposed to be doing something different. Exactly. Exactly. So I did it. And not only did I do it, but it was October. It was the end of October, like the 20th or 22nd of October that the idea came through. And I held the two-day event on January uh, 29th and I had 50 people each day. Oh my goodness. I know this is again, I'm like, you know how hard, well, you and I know how hard we know how hard it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had multiple speakers. I had vendors. We had the launch, like, I mean, everything. And I remember getting up and all of a sudden to introduce people and I, somebody handed me the microphone and I started to hyperventilate because I, that was the first time I realized I hadn't ever used a microphone in front of anybody before. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm like starting to hyperventilate. And so I just stopped. I literally just stopped. And I, I held my hand up to the, to the group of women and I just go, I, I need a minute. <laughs> I just need a minute. And I needed, I breathe, you know, I was just like, Whew, breathe, breathe. And everybody just like stood up and started like, cheering and like holding the energy for me. It was so, I just automatically knew that, that the work of bringing these like-minded women and like energy more so than mind, um, together and to create that connection. It's like my work was done. Like I was complete in that moment. Wow. And one of them, the moments that was, I think hit me the most profound. And I always get verklempt when I even think about this and it's been so long. So that first like break that we had after I've got my breath and all that stuff, um, one of the gals, just the attendees, um, I was chatting with her and she said, she said, aren't you, aren't you so proud that you did this? And I, you know, you know, have you been in this situation where all of a sudden you like really get present to the moment? Like you're kind of still in host mode and you're running around. And I was like, okay, total present moment. And I looked around and I turned back to her and I said, you know what? I get what you're saying. I said, but the truth is I'm not proud. I did it. I'm proud. I didn't talk myself out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you, I mean, that is, that is so true, Michelle. It's like, how did you trust this? How did you not talk yourself out of this? What, out of all of this, right? 
Yeah. Cause there was only a million and 10 reasons to not do it. Mm-hmm. Really. I mean, I, I was so unqualified per se, but this is one of those things that, you know, when you are, when you have those moments and you're truly connected, I think this is what was different for me is, and I think what happens is we, we all have, if you're the person who's listening to, to, you know, Kemi's, if you're listening to this extraordinary women radio, you, you're in this boat, it, which is, we have these moments of crystal clear clarity and total guidance. Mm-hmm. Like we have them. They right? come to us. They do. They totally do. But it's the follow through that usually gets us wonky. Right. Right. And, and, and all the self-doubt and the things yeah. that we can tell ourselves that can stop yep. us and slow us down and yep. exactly. take us in an entirely different direction. Exactly. And for whatever reason, it was like, I think it, well, I do, I, I know my whole other world was falling apart. Right. And so it's like my, and this is the one thing I have always been really good at is I do connect to source really well and really strong. And that relationship is really healthy. And I just knew, I just like, I just knew just one step in front of the other. Don't think about four steps because <laughs> I'll freak out just one step in front of the other. And, and what transpired from that event, I would have never in a million years been able to imagine for myself. Mm-hmm. What the life I live now and what I do now is something that was literally inconceivable back in 2008. Right, right. So the, the, if you would have sat down and say and said, okay, what is my next five years supposed to look like? You would have never gotten there. But never. you started with that very powerful question of where am I supposed to go right now? Right. And, um, and, and just followed the step by step. I'm curious on a couple of different things here. I want to go back to, you know, the fact that it was the year 2008. And I don't know how many women I have talked to in our communities, in our, our circle, our tribe of women that we, that we hang with, that 2008 was this pivotal point. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think happened in 2008? I mean, we know what happened financially in the mm-hmm. markets and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing, but I think energetically what happened, mm-hmm. what was happening at that time that, that had so many women shift? Mm-hmm. I think it was really understanding there's the the falsehood of security. Mm-hmm. I think that that when the the gift of instability, it taps us back into the only thing that we actually can control, which is how do we show up, and what's our next best step. Yeah, but what's the big why behind? So many of us hearing that and stepping out of that space of security at that time, because I was in a very comfy corporate job, right? It was like, Mm -hmm. um, I would have stayed there forever, but the universe came in and said, oh no, you are not going to be in this space forever. You have other things to do. Mm -hmm. And I think there were so many stories of transition that took so many very incredible women into different roles into different things that they would have never thought about mm-hmm. in the course of our, you know, what goes on in our world. Do you think there's, there's a, a linkage there? So the, it, it, that's an interesting question because um, I hadn't necessarily thought about the, the big sort of why around it. And I think Phil, just concept wise, when we think about, um, you know, transition like that in a sense is happening for individuals all the time, right? Right. Just different, you know, scenarios. This happened to be one that, you know, for multiple generations or maybe two generations or whatever it was, I'm bad at math and things like that, but this was our sort of first opportunity to feel that instability where previous generations had grown up with that instability. Mm. But I think what maybe is sort of different because we all have, you know, we've chose to experience that differently. I also had people in my life, not close friends in my life, but people in my life who chose a very different response than my response of, oh crap, the world is falling apart. (laughs) My world is falling apart. Get centered, get right. 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 They had a very different response that they mm-hmm. played out. Mm-hmm. So I think for people, I'm just going to say like myself and you and in our community and tribe, we have always been at some level, subconsciously, soul level, consciously tapped into the ultimate vision of really 
what this lifetime is for us. Now, mm-hmm. I do say that with unconscious, like there's a lot of people who, you know, are very unconscious to that. And yet they are here to, to create that level of shift. And this just happened to be a really powerful catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it is a very powerful catalyst. And I think that the synergies of so many people coming together, you know, I mean, how we've found each other, how we continue to find each other. um, It's, I think there's something about the time, even, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to right now, where you think about the time is now for us to be stepping up in our voice and, um, and, and sharing and helping others find their voice, Mm -hmm. helping others step into what they're meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I think the more, I I don't know, I just feel like there's an incredible, um, energy that's, that's in flow when with us, Mm -hmm. helping us do all of this. Mm -hmm. I think it's just really powerful. And I don't know where it's taking us. I, I don't pretend to know, but I think it's, I think there's, there's, there's reasons behind it. I think there's the yeah. universe is totally guiding a whole um, group of women um, to really raise up, to really raise up and be seen and be heard. And um, I think that's ex- exciting to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it is, um, yeah, rise up into the way I describe it and, and what my, my take on this is and my passion around this is, is rise up into the truth of you, capital T truth of you, and not the small perception that we have been playing out. Right, right, right. And then that, that is a huge transition. And you talk about co-creating with the energies mm-hmm. that are all around us. Can you share a little bit about how that's worked for you? I mean, this is a perfect story, you know, that you've just shared with us, how it's, how it continues to work for you in your life, co-creating um, versus just trying to create our, our reality. It's, it's about mm-hmm. co-creating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There was something that, um, so, I mean, this, you know, this, this experience that, like I said, I've always been pretty connected, but this experience that I just shared was, was such an anchoring of like, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> always go back to center, right? Always go back to center. Always go back to source and, and, and start from there. And one of the things that sort of, I've been in the personal development industry for a long time, like since I was about 20 years old in the metaphysical and all that stuff. So, um, very much in that world and, and read those books and all that stuff. And, and I consider myself different in the sense that I'm incredibly grounded, um, you know, very much of this tangible world and not in the ethers all the time. Right. Right. But one of the things that started to just sort of not sit with me, even though I used to really buy into it and believe it, which was the concept of we create our reality and I completely get it. Right. I get what they mean by that. Mm -hmm. And I, and I prescribed to it to a point, but as I started to sit with it, something kept nudging at me. And then it sort of came through, which was, we don't create our reality. We co-create our reality. And what I mean by this is how I see, and our and nature is a perfect example. There yes. is absolutely nothing that stands alone, truly alone. Every single thing is connected. So why would the human race be different? Right. 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 So we are a hundred percent, not just connected with each other, but we are connected with all things and are in, I sort of pictured as this giant web, right? So when you, so to say that you create your reality to me, energetically states that you are alone and that you create your own existence. Energetically, when we say we co-create our reality, it still means that I absolutely have control per se, right? I'm, I'm in it. I'm in the game per se, but there's, I'm, I'm in it. I'm together with other things. Mm-hmm. So as I pull a string over here, yes, it affects my world, but it's also affecting something else too. Right. So that's sort of the concept. And so a lot of times when people hear co-creation, they automatically think, you know, person to person. Right. And I've really looked at, I've taken this to, it's much more about, and this is just where my, my body of work and focus goes is, is not so much the person to person, because we can do that. And we do that naturally. We're social beings. That's a lot easier for, for all of us, but it's about awakening to the truth that we are in co-creation with energies. 
that are around us all the time, whether we acknowledge them or not. So my point is let's acknowledge them. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I think that, you know, it's part of, even when I was kind of, you know, asking that question around 2008 and what was happening, I think that there was a stream of energy pulling, guiding, encouraging us to go in new directions. And I can tell you that for me, the spirituality piece wasn't always there. Um, Mm. In fact, I had kind of tuned off a lot of that prior Mm. to that time where I had, um, you know, was just very focused on what I was doing in the corporate world and spirituality was not a a theme that I played in, right? And in Mm -hmm. fact, it was, it was something that I kind of said, I'm, I'm not going there. And it wasn't until you know, I actually had some really hard lessons that came in that year with the shifts that happened when I lost my father. Um, when, you know, I suddenly had space to be out in nature and reconnect into mm-hmm. nature and in mm-hmm. such a beautiful way that I started to remember things that I knew as a little girl, but mm-hmm. I had let go along the way. Yeah. And so that energy of, of co-creating, I so believe in, it's like, you know, the universe just gets all in behind us when we are on track for what's supposed to happen in our life. Right. And, um, and it is about the energy. I, I think energy is so powerful. How do you tune into energies of what's going on around you on any, I mean, like, you know, in this, in this month, in this day, what, 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 what are the ways that you connect into that? So, uh, two sort of two parts of this. One is I have a, a daily practice, um, mm-hmm. which, which absolutely is, and you know, it, it is absolutely a hundred percent where every single thing in my business has been created. And from so, your daily practice. Yep. yep. And, and it is a spiritual journey to be an entrepreneur. Oh my God. Agree? Yes. Well, yeah. That's, if you look at my Facebook page, that's in my Instagram, that's literally the header is, yes is, you know, the spiritual life of an entrepreneur, because, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to be right. This isn't, there's not a right and wrong to any of this. Right. But I think that, um, there's an opportunity that when you are co-creating, if you think about entrepreneurship, we're creating in our businesses, we're creating programs, we're creating content, we're, we're creating marketing language. I mean, we're in creation all the time, just straight up business. Right. And so if you think about, well, then how do I amplify that creativity? It's usually goes, and you know this really well, it always goes back to present moment. Mm-hmm. So then in present moment, we connect to ourselves, but then we can connect to, this is where, you know, strong belief system. And I know you have this as well. We're talking about this is connecting to source, however you call that. But there's also a bunch of other energies that we can be connecting to that most people, again, aren't necessarily even recognizing that is there mm-hmm. like energy of space. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm, like that's I like that. Connect to energy of space. Like what is your if you look around your space and look around your office, it is a mirror and a reflection to probably what's going on. Oh, absolutely. Right? You know, I actually did a whole I had my office feng shui last year and um mm-hmm. did my office entirely and it was such a tremendous shift. Mm-hmm. Huge. Think about your relationship with time. Mm-hmm. Right. Entrepreneurs are so busy and we have so much to do and you mark one thing off and eight more things, you know, show up. And, but if you look at, so I'm in relationship with each one of these cornergetic relationships. And if I stop and go, okay, so if I'm starting to get anxious or the whole to-do list, or I should, right. I should mm-hmm. get this done or whatever. I'm going to stop in that morning practice. I'm going to stop and I'm going to connect and say, which one of these energies wants to show up to support me? And which one is showing up unhealthily right now? Mm -hmm. And time just recently was like, oh, my relationship with time. So where am I believing that I don't have enough time or that time isn't actually here to support me? Or maybe time is here to kick me in the butt a little bit, you know, like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to stop and actually connect, again, it goes back to absolutely connecting with what wants to show up and actually for here to support you knowing that we are, when we're in an interconnected web, there is nothing that wants you to fail. Right. Right. Because it's all connected. And, And then that's where you get into the flow versus the hustle. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Hustle is definitely just one of those words that 
um, I believe it started to kind of, you know, it's just trendy. There's just words that are trendy and it sort of popped up. And to me, it's just, it's a very masculine word that, mm-hmm. you know, and again, if you have moments of hustle, that's fine. You right. know, we all have that, but hustle in business is a way of being. And that's what I <laughs> am straight up against. I want to be the person that is living within my business, the same as I live within my marriage and the same as I live with, you know, my friendships. Like I want that to be a beautiful and, you know, healthy experience, understanding that there's going to be challenges to Mm -hmm. overcome and to move Mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. But hustle is a, it's a verb that invokes stress in my opinion. I would agree with it. And it's, it's, in fact, I found myself for some time where I was really, I was constantly answering people. I'm really busy. I'm really busy. Mm -hmm. And I, I quit using that word because Mm -hmm. that was a word that I didn't want to be reflected back on me. It was like, no, it can be full. Life can be full and I can Mm -hmm. be, I can choose what's making that life full. Right. Um, But I don't want to be in the energy of busy. Right. Because busy is a, I just, I mainly picture of a hamster on a hamster wheel, right? Like getting kind of nowhere um, with a lot of effort. Right. So what are some of the other energies you look at on a daily basis when you're, when you're making space to reflect on what, you know, where, where, be really present in that moment? What are some of the other energies are you checking in with? Yeah. Awesome. Um, so there's 12 core energetic relationships. Okay. Which, so I'll just name them. Okay. One is history. So the way I like to position this is the, the biggest thing anybody can take away with this. As I say these, I'm going to say your relationship with, and I want them to imagine if this thing was a person, okay. what would their relationship be like? And okay. if they just think about that, that is going to shift their perspective immediately. Okay. So your relationship with your history. So let's just take that one as an example then. Yep. And what you were just saying. So you're thinking of your relationship with history as a person, right? Yep. And then take that to the next step. Yep. So if history was a person, if it's sitting right here across from me, what's my relationship with my history? Am I viewing that as like, oh my God, thank you. You are amazing. You have gotten me where you are today. You, you know, you've been supportive, blah, blah, blah. Or is it tainted and filled with, okay. you know, vile experiences or whatever. Right. Right. right? Okay. Like okay. instantaneously, you can go, what's my relationship? And you'll, you'll feel it. Every person will just feel and mm-hmm. then trust, trust your first response. Okay. Right? So feeling what you notice in your body, whether it feels light, heavy, bright, yeah. dark, any of those sorts of things. Yeah. Because I look at, is it a healthy relationship or an unhealthy relationship? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the first one's history. Yep. Second one is relationship with your business. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So your business was a person. And I love to check in with my business because the business might be like, honey, <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> Girl, get your ass down. And let's just chat, right? Have like, you ever done the write yourself a letter from your business? I, I do this with my clients all the time is we we dialogue with these energies. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's so cool. Yes. Yep. So this is a big one for most people, relationship with money. Mm, yes. So that was one that was 110% holding me back in business big time. It really was. I was doing all the things right quote unquote, you know, you're supposed to be doing, and this is, you know, fast forward, this is about five years ago. And, uh, but my relationship with money wasn't in the tanker, like it wasn't good. Mm -hmm. And I worked on this one and everything exploded. Like, And and how did you work on it? What, what did you do to change that, to shift it? I recognized it was a relationship Mm. and I recognized that the, that when I was really dealing with money, like truly being in relationship with it, I was acting like a 13 year old rebel. I was, I was acting like a bratty teenager. Going to spend it and not really, not acknowledging it, not being in the positive energy of it. Yeah, exactly. Spending it, but then in like, so it's like wanting it, but then being annoyed that I have to deal with you. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like, 
So this is the thing is, so, so my work is about becoming who your life and business needs you to be, right? So I know, and I do still do this to this day, I know that I can't help anybody through anything that I haven't already worked on and processed myself. Right, right. So I knew that this was going to be a big one. Right. Um, and just, you know, again, if you, if anybody just really steps and go, wow, if money was a truly a person, most people just from client experiences, most people have this, I want you, I want you, I need you. I, you know, like, don't leave me, but (laughs) but then it's like, but I'm resentful or I don't really want to look at you or why are then mad at them again? And then it's, and it's like, Oh my God, if so that talk was about an, a dysfunctional relationship, oh my gosh, right. Right. If that was an actual relationship, you'd be like, psycho, I'm right. out of here. <laughs> like, right? Step away. Yeah. No, it's big. Um, yeah. time. So you changed that you shifted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, Huge. and it was by acknowledging it. And then, and then more into a loving energy. I mean, what was the, what was the energy that you played with to shift that? Yeah. So for me, it was, um, it wasn't necessarily, and it is for some people, I have a client who's really focused on the loving part. Like her thing is like to love, to to love it and to, to be kind and all of that. Mm -hmm. For me, it was different for me. The healthiness came from really understanding the purpose of it for me. Mm-hmm. And it was about um, freedom and protection. Okay. And so when I, it was, it was not necessarily stability or, you know, there's certain words that didn't necessarily resonate for me personally. So when I started to look at, okay, so if I then want to be protected, in, which is a level of security, right? By money then how do I need to show up with it? Well, then how do I need to show up? I need to trust because you have to trust your protector. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't distrust your protector. That won't work. That's good. That's really so good. So I started to trust it. Right. And then, it, then I started, and this is how I use these energy levels I, or energy levels, these, these core energies is I use them to say how, as a mirror, how am I actually showing up? So then when I recognized how I was showing up, how I wanted to show up, I wanted to show up trusting. I wanted to show up mature, right? I wanted to show up like a grown ass woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I started to look, wow, well, my behavior isn't matching the woman that I believe I could be in this relationship. Mm-hmm. So I started to, you know, do the hard stuff, which was, you know, look at my bank account all the time, you know, mm-hmm. even when I had anxiety and right. to really choose consciously of, okay. Um, and words is one of them too, but energy of words. So these, these, they, they coincide. A lot of them work together. Right. So energy of words, I used to use the word spend all the time, or I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. I started to look at and change the word spend to invest. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to invest in a movie ticket, what's my ROI? Right. Like, um, and the pleasure, I, I, the fun, the yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. And I use that example because I think that when we when we honor a relationship, a healthy relationship isn't just about the big things. A healthy relationship is about the small daily things as well. Nice, right? Nice. It was. So, it's big. That is good. So money was the next one. What are some of the other ones? Time. So our relationship with time. Uh-huh. I, I love to walk people through you know, their beliefs about time. I don't have enough time or, you know, how they always, there's language, right? Time, you have to trade time for money, but like all of these sort of concepts that we have around time. Um, Relationship with your emotions. And these are some of our, some are more tangible than others. But again, for me, and it's funny, the, the emotion one felt pretty good wasn't a great relationship um, from, from my childhood. I wasn't allowed to um, be big, right. In any type of emotion, like anger or even great joy. I was sort of like stay medium, you know, Mm -hmm. um, at this very level space. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I'm not alone. And, you know, you talk a lot about women finding their voices and stuff, right. This is, I think part of it is, is being okay, really okay with your emotions. And it's, and I mentioned to you the other day, I'm starting to process menopause and, uh, 
emotions are back up for me, right? Because I'm like, wow, like, okay. So my relationship with our emotions, this is my opportunity. And so this is, I'll just share this. It's so personal, but I, this is, this is me. So I was just talking to my husband the other day about menopause and that I am fearing a little bit of my intensity of emotions. Uh uh And he said to me, he's, and when we sort of called in the energy, like the co the the co-created energy in the relationship with emotions. And he said, our home needs to be a safe space for the expression of our emotions. Right. And I not only felt that as just a human being, but my relationship with my emotions felt that the, the, energy of emotions was like, oh my God, I finally get to be with her. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It says, right? Yeah, exactly. And bless your husband for being so tuned into this, right? He chose wisely. We we both chose wisely. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, so the energy, uh, relationship with your body. Oh my gosh. Mm, another good one. Oh, right. But this is right. the, we're in the month right now with our group that, that we're working on the body. And, uh, it's like, wow, if your body was a person, what would that relationship be like? Nice. Yeah. It's big nice. for people. Um, the relationship with words. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of, a lot of people are kind of not really speaking the truth, right? There's a lot of backdoor stuff going on. There's and energy. They're protecting what they say versus just being real. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Even in marketing, right? Like if you mm-hmm. look at people are trying to get all the marketing right and correct and all the stuff. And it's like, if your relationship with words aren't really supporting your authenticity, it's going to come out wonky. Uh, you know, I, I so appreciate you said that because, and I think we've talked about this, but it's like, there's so much marketing that's out there that sounds just like somebody else because they've copied somebody else Exactly. versus really making this, um, making space to let your own words come up from your own soul to let what wants to flow from you and making the space to let that happen. Right. But then it's your real words versus this force, this is the formula I needed to follow, or this is, um, this is the way they told me I need to do this. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I had had a big aha on this, on my own marketing a couple of years back where I was, um, you know, I had been told over and over again, you, you, you've got to be in the, in the, the pain points of people. And I had for my entire you know, from when I started my business, I'd always been about bringing the positive energy, bringing in the positive, what can be, what's possible, all these different things. And I took the shift in my, my, the language I was using in my marketing, because I was told that's what I should do. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I got really clear very quickly that, whoa, this is off center for me. This Mm -hmm. is not, this doesn't feel good to me. The energy of what my words were sounding like was it resonating with others? And it wasn't resonating with me. Mm-hmm. And I had to take a big step back and redo everything because it was like, wait a minute, this is not me. It needs to flow from me in a way that is uplifting. It's, it's about helping people see what's possible and not about what's broken. If you don't fix it, um, you know, you're going to always be broken. And that's it just, mm-hmm. that was such a wrong energy for me to be mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And I had to consciously make that shift. Back yeah. to what was real for me. What was exactly right, which you knew to you knew to be true. Right. Yeah. It, perfect example because all of these core energetic relationships, if you think about them from healthy or unhealthy, if you think about a healthy relationship, you have qualities like authenticity, mm-hmm. trust, mm-hmm. truthfulness, connectedness, presence, right? All of these things that we go, wow, what if we looked at our marketing from authenticity, self-trust, truthfulness, right. connectedness, right. presence, instead of formulas, strategies, yeah. templates. Yeah. I love it. Totally love it. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, the next one is the relationship with style. Mm. So it's your wardrobe, your clothing. Um, mm-hmm. That was actually, you know, my evolution of coming from design. I actually moved into authentic style work and really helped women be fully expressed through their clothing and actually have a relationship with their clothing, recognizing that clothing is an opportunity to support you. Like it's right. a, right. It's right. And it can also mess with you. 
right? right. Big time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so then relationship with div- the divine, the universe, right? We talked about that in yes. the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, your relationship with space. And so that's twofold. One is just like feng shui, the energy of, of an actual physical space. And then the other piece is, um, you know, and you and your tribe will get this, is your energetic space. Mm, yes, right? totally. So totally. Bubble, right? So that's your space as well, too. So there's sort of twofolds in that. And you know what actually comes to mind to me as you even say that one is is the the energy of pause, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when we pause and we are in that sp- our our own space, we 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 create a, a way to hear inside, right? From yeah, right. Yeah, you're connected, right? Right, because it all comes back to this connection piece, and when mm-hmm. you're connected, then you have the power to actually manifest what you want through co-creation, right? Yeah. Love it. And then the last two are the relationship with the feminine. Nice. And then the real, yeah. The real, it's a huge one, right? Like this is, and that's why you and I have the issue with the word hustle and stuff like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then the relationship with the masculine. Right. Which is, um, which is equally important. I'm so it's, I'm yes. glad that's, that's, that you're looking at it from that perspective, because that's like yeah. to be in that balanced space, we have to have good relationships with both. Yeah, absolutely. It was fascinating um, last year when, because we do, my group does these once a month. We do uh, one of these per month and we dive deep and then do it for a year. And last year we were in masculine when the, when the hashtag me too hit Mm, and it was fascinating conversations. And one of the things that came from that, which was so cool is that when we really stopped and went, wait a minute here, we're so, and this isn't like a, anything was wrong. It's just that we are so focused more recently, which is needed, right? Pendulum swinging type of thing. We need to be focused on the feminine energy. We need to sort of invoke this, you know, goddess sort of rising energy about us. But at the same time, we have not honored the true healthy masculine energy. Right. We have not cultivated that. And the feminine cannot rise without a strong masculine and vice versa, right? I so agree with that. And it's even, I mean, even in just, a, we, if we look at our businesses, we can be in the softer feminine side of our business. Um, but we also need to be able to invoke the masculine energies into our business to, to get shit done. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, it's to, to, to play in the strategy of it and mm-hmm. to bring some linear processes into it, mm-hmm. but do it in a way that is balanced with this this beautiful inner knowing that we have, um, our trusting our intuition, trusting the energies that are around us. I mean, there's such a a beautiful dance between both sides of it. If, if we allow it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's huge. Nice. So how have these, these core principles really helped you up level your business? I know it's been really, you know, so you were talking about the five years ago when you, um, you had, the, you know, recognize the relationship with money and how that changed. And what I can say is in those, it's probably about the time I met you was, I don't know, four or five years ago, but I saw some, some big shifts really happen and how the, the brightness of you showing up. I mean, it was like energetically, I could feel a huge shift in your, how, how big you were showing up in the world. That, that seriously makes me want to cry. So thank you. This, but, you know, I, I think uh, when somebody sees, right, what, you, right. what you've gone through and, and whatnot, it, you know, it, there's lots of little things I can talk about, but, but it all sort of boils down to the one core thing. And that was, you know, becoming who I needed to be, right? right. Becoming who my business was calling me to be becoming who um, my clients needed me to be becoming who my marriage needed to be. And I don't mean that. And I really want people to to hear this. I don't mean that from they spoke up, you know, which is the outside in. I don't mean that. I mean, from the inside out, I stopped, kept connected in, checked in and really got honest. I mean, straight up, it was like, stop, kidding yourself, stop pretending, stop lying, stop, you know, in all those subtle ways, right? I wasn't 
I didn't, I was never a person who had a mask on and things like that in the world, but I also sort of hid out a bit. Mm -hmm. And part of why I hid out a bit is because I think we all sort of had this, and I say we, because I know that there's a collective consciousness within this, is that there is some, um, shame is a big word, but, but reservations to being bigger and being more visible and stepping out in a bigger way when you know, you know, when you look in the mirror that yesterday you acted like a, you know, a 15 year old (laughs) when you look at your bank account or whatever, right? Like, you know, that you're not showing up, right? Right. The best of you. Mm -hmm. So there was a, there's a sweet combination between recognizing that, recognizing that you know, you're not going to have instant change overnight, that things take time. And then it's and that, always going to come. It's, it's, it's always uh, an ebb yeah. and flow in, yeah. amongst yeah. all the different things that show up for us, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's not like you can just pull the lever and it's, it's, it's over. It's like yeah, we're, we're exactly. still growing and evolving. Absolutely. Yeah, completely. So, so releasing sort of that self-judgment around that mm-hmm. and recognizing and taking real ownership of the fact that I'm, in, I'm interconnected. I'm co-creating in this web. This web is real. Energies are real. I know they are. I can feel them. I can sense them. I can I can have conversations with them. And I know it's not schizophrenia, right? Like I, I know these things. And it's time I stop pretending that I don't know these things. Because I've known these things since I was three. Mm. And it was about like just stop pretending that this isn't really who you are and and start using it in tangible ways. Like you said, you know, I'm I'm a feet on the floor kind of a person. And what what I love about that is as you got really clear about just who you are. Yeah. What what gifts you are bringing into the world and decided to embrace them wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other piece and I've heard you say this it's about getting getting it real over getting it right. Yeah. Can you expand on that a little? Yeah. So this goes in, I was just going to use a quick example we just were just saying here, but so the energy of words. So one of the things that I realized as an adult is that I have dyslexia. It's not something that I was, didn't know that I had, but I've always struggled. I cannot spell my way out of a paper bag. Mm-hmm. And that right there would limit me from marketing. I wouldn't write anything because it's just like, because I'd send it out and somebody would be like, you misspelled, you know, this and that. And, and it was like, oh my gosh. And I would shrink and and hide out. Mm -hmm. But part of this was, was really connecting with, okay. So the energy of words, I might have a little bit of a, had a poor relationship because I didn't trust them. They were going to get me in trouble. So I started to work on that. And as I worked on that, this is how we all do our personal development, right? As you work on that, what I realized is there's this thing about getting it right versus getting it real. Mm-hmm. When I stop trying to get it right, and I know for a fact, I'm going to misspell something in my stuff, or I'm going to use you know, the wrong there or there, right? Like I'm right. going to yeah. use the wrong one or whatever. Mm-hmm. When I just embraced, that's me. And if somebody really can't take that and can't handle it, then it's okay. They can go away. They don't need to be my people. It's fine. Right. right. But I'm no longer going to hide out and pretend to like try to get things right and focus on this energy when all it does is actually take me away from the moment. It takes me away from actually connecting to people. Mm -hmm. It takes me out of the message that I'm trying to communicate anyway. Right. 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 I teach that all the time with public speaking, right? right. We look at Brene Brown. Finally, somebody showed up that we get to go, oh my gosh, she yeah. didn't try to get it right. She's no. not trying to get it perfect. No. She's getting it real and look at the impact she has. Yeah. I, I saw her speak last year and I was like, oh my God, she's like my shero that I want to be, <laughs> be like her. Right? And why is that? Because right? it is the real piece. It's yep. like she just shows up so real and yep. and tells her stories and and is just in the space of not trying to be something that she's not. Right. Exactly. And we love her for it because what that's done, this is this is I think what has happened is that, you know, perfectionism 
for me personally, I didn't really prescribe to that. I just sort of hit out and it was a visibility issue for me. Not so much like I have to be perfect and I'm going to try to be perfect. And then having to like curb that behavior, which a lot of people, you know, I'm recovering perfectionism as they'll say. So for me, it wasn't so much changing the, the thing, but perfectionism in general, if you think about it in our society has really done a number on us. Oh yeah. It, it hasn't supported us. We get into our head and we shut everything down that yep. is knowing in our body. And it's in that the core of it is judgment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Means judgment. And that's, that's again, energy of words. The word right implies that there's wrong. Right. So right. let's not use that and mm-hmm. let's use real, right? Because mm-hmm. that's an energy of all of it, it's connectedness, it's authenticity, it's real time. And you, you know, and it's not like you're going to, you know, half-ass everything. Like it's not that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah. I mean, yeah. You just, can always build processes in to come back yeah, and, 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 yeah. and fix things, but, sure. but let the, don't interrupt the flow that's there. Right. 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 Yeah. Oh, this is so awesome, Michelle. I, you and I could go on. And on I know. And on. <laughs> So where can people learn more about you and your work? So my website, I mean, that's the, the ultimate. So it's okay. michellevoss.com. I think the just be mindful, Michelle with two L's and Voss is actually only spelled with one S, which is very unique. So michellevoss.com. Okay, awesome. And our final question that we always close every interview with is, is what three pearls of wisdom can you leave our audience with today? As if you haven't given us a ton of them already, but <laughs> let's just kind of wrap it back to the what three pearls of wisdom you'd like to leave us with. Yeah, how much time do I have on that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big question, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, there's there's... There's one, the first one that I, I love, the, all of these I sort of love to teach. And that is, the first one is take a look of, and I call it train versus sailboat. Mm. So it's how are you moving through life? And, it, and I love to use this with business. So if you think about a train, this is what most of us has been, have been taught. Totally. You are at a place, you think about where you're supposed to go, you, you get on the track, and you go to that place and then you're supposed to get off at a certain time. And then you, right. Like, and it's this very straight line, straight line. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that's how entrepreneurs actually thrive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's right? driven with the big engine. I mean, I can tell yeah, there's so right? many things about this. This is yes. fantastic. So you're getting my metaphor. I love it. Sailboat, right? Sailboat mm-hmm. on the other hand is what you sail. So right. it's, so it means you're connected. You're connected to the wind. You're connected to the sea. You're connected to other people that are guiding and supporting. There's different hands that have to happen, right? To, to guide that sailboat. You are adjusting as you move along, right? You're tacking. You're, you're, <laughs> you're navigating, you're processing, yep. you're stopping and pausing and waiting. And then all of a sudden a big whisk and you're, you're going right. Like things are happening and you're just in it. I love for people to start to look at their, their business or their life in general or whatever, even their, you know, go to college, get married, get a job, have kids, whatever, right. Train. Think about it. What would your life be like if you actually learned to sail? Uh, that is so fantastic. I may even borrow that one from you and, and attribute it to you, but it's, you. it's, it's a really good one. Thank you. I love it. it. It's a, it's one of those impacts that people are just like, Oh my God, like I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next one is a, is a little bit bigger concept. And again, I think it's so important and it's something that, um, I incorporate with everything I do. And that is, it's, it's the concept of ego, spirit, and soul. Hmm. So I believe, and this is just my current belief. I've been known to change beliefs as I get more information. I'm never stuck on one thing. But <laughs> my current belief is that our soul is basically uh, in a collective consciousness that mm-hmm. sort of comes down and enters into a physical being to have a human experience to thus grow and evolve, right? I believe in evolution to evolve the soul. Mm-hmm. So then when the soul leaves our physical being, it goes back into, again, a collective consciousness that has now risen and done its, you know, drop of water into to the advancement of our being, right? right? Big concept. So the human experience, the human experience is actually made up of 
of the soul and not the soul, the spirit and the ego. And I do believe that we have in our society have really given the ego a bad rap. We have done so because we've forgotten about the fact that half of it, I picture the yin yang symbol. Mm -hmm. It's what I use. Picture that symbol. They're supposed to be working together, but we've given it a bad rap because we've denied the soul and given all sort of the power and prestige to ego. So of course the ego got inflated and thinks it's in charge, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it's bad. And it doesn't mean that we need to release ego. And, you know, I, I don't prescribe to the fact that ego is quote unquote, I mean, we need to let go of it. I don't believe that. I believe we need to have a healthy relationship, but we need to change the relationship. And so I, I start this when I teach this with clients, I always start this with, if you think about when you're a little kid and you see this tree, right? And it's like a climbable tree, right? The spirit in us says, I want to climb that tree. Why? Why not? Right? <laughs> right, like, right. There's, there's a fun there. energy associated with it's that. fun and I'm going to learn about myself, right? This is part of why it supports the soul because you're going to learn. You're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you fall, maybe whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The ego says, don't climb too high because the ego understands that the branches at a certain point won't hold you. You will fall and you have the opportunity to possibly die, which now shortens your soul evolution experience, (laughs) right? So the whole job of soul, I'm sorry, of spirit and ego are to work together in balance, in balance, exactly. In balance and harmony to keep your ass alive, number one, and to keep you alive, but make it worth living, Mm, right? To grow and expand and experience new things. But the problem is they're out of balance. So keep them in balance. Yeah. And ha- and look at how, and again, the, this goes back to just how I, like my tool of the trade is what's the relationship. And so when yeah. you dialogue about your relationship with the ego and you dialogue with your relationship with spirit, and then what's really cool is have them dialogue together. Right. Interesting stuff comes out. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what's number three? Yeah. So number three is, um, it's an energy of word thing. And, you know, I have been in the physical community for forever, it feels like. And one of the things that, again, I just sort of pay attention to that, that I think all of the intention has been to, uh, it's been a positive intention, but when we really break it down, it's, it's not so great. And that is the word that the word deserve, that we deserve something. That we deserve something, right? Mm-hmm. It's like even worthiness. Like I am worthy. I deserve, right? Mm-hmm. So we think about that word. There's judgment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So instantaneously, we're not actually in a space of co-creation because we're in this judgmental space. Because somehow, if we deserve it, then our psyche knows that at some point we cannot deserve it. Right. Right? right. So it's an instability. It, there's, it's not unconditional love. It's conditional. So if we think about co-creation, it's a completely different energy, right? So, so instead of I deserve, it's just truly recognizing that it's not about deserve. You simply are connected in this giant web. Everything is deserving in, in, by nature, like just, the, the way it's set up, nobody has to do anything or not do anything in order to deserve. And so when you think about that, you recognize that you have the power to co-create your reality, period. Mm-hmm. There doesn't have to be any judgment or anything that you have to do or not do or stop doing in order to deserve the abundance that you desire to have. So choose your but, words carefully. Choose your words carefully. Let go of concepts that do have a have an underlying basis of, of judgment. Mm, good. And then also recognize that it's in each and every moment you have an opportunity to show up how you actually want to show up mm. and choose that. 
Nice. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Well, Michelle, this has been so much fun and I so appreciate your time today and your wisdom today and everything that you've shared with us. Thank you. This was an absolute blast. <laughs> yes, I knew it would be. I totally knew it. Yes. Two good friends getting on here to, to chat That's about right. things that we're passionate about, right? I know. So right. good. So good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much and you have a great day. Thank you. We'll do. I hope you liked this episode of Extraordinary Women Radio. If you did, please share this podcast with your own special tribe of women and help spread the love, the dreams, and the inspiration. Are you thinking about making the next bold move in your life? I invite you to take the Your Next Bold Move quiz at KamiGelner.com to find out how you can jumpstart a passionate and meaningful next chapter. You may also enjoy my book, Fire Dancer, Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose, which is available on Amazon. In Fire Dancer, you will become intimately connected to your heart's calling and build the courage and resiliency to ignite your what's next. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media channels. I'm on both Facebook and Twitter, and the links are available on my website. Till next time, my friend, listen to your heart, follow your dreams, and be you.